0: what is up everybody welcome into to Tide talk live stacy blackwood joined as always by my good buddy jake thomas on this tuesday evening in alabama jake how you doing buddy good to talk to you cannot wait to dive into the live show tonight
1: man yeah stacy i'm excited uh you know to, to be back it's been uh probably about nearly two weeks probably since we was able to do something uh I hope you had a good vacation that's where you was at and of course i still got the newborn everything's going good on my end with her she's growing like a weed and i uh, hope deal. you had a hope you had a good vacation and uh, we're back at it man like you said there's a lot to talk about so i'm ready to jump in there
0: there is and, and really most of it's happened in the last uh 24 hours or so i guess <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah and uh so uh yeah there's there is a lot to kind of look at and dive into and we'll, we'll talk all about it uh thank you so much for the people already in the show trina uh you got linux uh steven thank you guys so much for uh being on the show i see you linux <laughs> yeah <bought this> beard. <laughs> yeah i cannot grow a beard so <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous but i'll be honest with you when mine gets like this i start itching anyway so i, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't be good with the beard anyway but uh yeah uh Glad glad the baby's doing good, all that. Enjoyed uh, my anniversary trip. Me and my wife are fisting to celebrate 13 years of marriage. So wow. we take a yearly trip uh, each February to celebrate that um, with no kids. So <laughs> really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, if you're not already, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. Uh, we're also free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And if you listen to us there, uh in the podcast form please do leave us a five-star written review uh we would greatly appreciate that uh jump in the in, in the live chat if you're watching right now give us your thoughts and opinions on just whatever's on your mind we would love to do that, that that's the best thing about the live shows or is the ability we have to kind of talk with everybody and, and chat uh you know live on air so please do uh you know kind of uh do that we would we'd appreciate that. i wouldn't say top shelf to to, to touch his own beard, <laughs> yeah, uh, Bama, yeah. Roll Tie. Good to have you, Bama. Thank you guys so much. Uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight is th- really the stuff that's happened over the last 24 hours or so, the last day or two. Uh, of course, th- they've made three coaching hires, uh, supposedly over the last uh, couple of days, a uh, c- couple of portal additions as well. So, we're going to talk about those guys and kind of what that means for the program uh and just about coach deboer and his first com- couple months are coming up on uh a couple months of, of being the head coach in tuscaloosa he kind of made his uh media uh stroll today he, he joined uh McElroy and Kublick this morning he was on with uh ryan fowler this afternoon so if you want to I'm not saying tune in right now, but look up those interviews after watching our show tonight and you'll get an idea of how coach DeBoer is kind of uh, fitting in here in Tuscaloosa. So there is a lot to talk about. They they did make a couple of hires yesterday. Um, obviously a new offensive line coach, a new tight ends coach, a new linebackers coach or, or assistant there. So there, there are some new faces in the coaching staff, Jake, and uh, you know, it's so hard to kind of get a gauge on these guys because as, as fans and uh, we like to hire guys that we know. Right. And the truth is, I don't know a ton about the three guys that album has brought in. What's crazy is I know most about Christian Robinson, the guy who's, who's brought in to kind of help coach linebackers. He's a young coach, Jake, a guy with, with sec ties. He played at Georgia, was a captain at Georgia mm-hmm. uh, on their 2012 team. So, Uh, a guy with SC ties he's coached at Florida he's coached at Auburn Uh, you know he he served a year under uh, uh, Dave Aranda at Baylor so you one of the best defensive minds in college football so you have to think that he gathered some good information there work with him so a guy that I think is going to be an elite recruiter and is still growing as a coach and 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 that's that's the beauty of of this staff Jake is I feel like there's a lot of guys that are up and comers and you know you, you can't say that these these are home run hires because they're still so young in their careers but i i think you have to like the trajectory that a lot of
1: these guys on staff have yeah you said the best Stacy. um you know we we want home run hires but we don't know with with these three particular guys because like you said they're so young and the biggest thing to me is it seems like uh coach the board he wants to get young guys young hungry guys as i would call it these guys i guarantee you know they're in the biggest stage of college football at Alabama now, so they want to make a name for themselves to potentially, and for Coach DeBoer to potentially start that coaching tree like Nick Saban had. Have these guys, you know, build up their resume and potentially seek uh, head coaching jobs in the future. So there, there's a lot, a, a lot of pressure on these guys. But I feel like Kevin DeBoer would not hire them if he if he didn't trust in them. So yeah, uh, no, no, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: And as far as the the Brian Ellis guy, the guy that album brings over from, from Georgia Southern, he was the offensive coordinator there. Uh, once again, a really young guy, 35 years old, but uh, has connections here in the South, played quarterback at UAB, actually. So uh, has familiarity with the state of Alabama uh, and, and a guy that I think is almost – he comes in as the tight ends coach. If you look at his resume, he's never been a tight ends coach. He has a – he's a lot like Nick Sheridan, who's now the offensive coordinator, where he has a lot of experience with quarterbacks and with calling plays. Mm-hmm. So what that tells me is that that DeBoer likes his ability to see what the defense is doing and and kind of counteract that with, with his offense. So uh, a young guy with great upside uh up, Georgia Southern had a really good offense last year. Yeah, they did. Uh, I think they finished inside the top twenty as far as total offense goes last year, or at least passing offense. So uh, another, uh, I don't want to say elite hire, but just a good hire, Jake. I mean, a, a guy that's that's young and up and coming and has a chance to kind of cut his teeth uh, there in Tuscaloosa. And, and and one thing to remember, it doesn't matter what you've done up to this point. Alabama fans are going to judge you with what you do in Tuscaloosa. Yep. And and to me, a great example of that, Jake, is Doug Marone as the offensive line coach. Jake, it wasn't five years ago. Doug Marone was, I mean, widely recognized as maybe the best offensive line coach in football. Mm-hmm. And how yeah. do Alabama fans remember? him?
1: He was garbage here.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the point being is that it don't matter what you've done leading up to taking a job at Alabama. You're going to be judged by what you do. When you're roaming the sidelines in Bryant Denny Stadium, so that's just something to kind of keep in mind as
1: as you evaluate and look at these new coaches coming on board to Tuscaloosa. Right, and and one thing that we have said from from you know the get go is give give them time. We got to be patient. Uh, You know that's one word that that we don't like as Alabama fans, (laughs) but we we do with with this coaching staff because I believe in this coaching staff. Uh, I believe that we're going to get good things out of them. We just got to be patient with them. It may take them a year or two to adjust. To to SEC level top football. But once they do, I feel like they're gonna be really, really strong. And I, I still feel like they're gonna be strong this year as well. Steven says
0: if they're young, they don't know any better, which is a good dangerous yeah. Right. That's a good point. Uh try to get some of these these people in the chat. These hires have the potential to build an already great program. These guys want to prove they belong. Yeah, great. That's a good, that's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh I just don't get the co coaches label that that is something weird, but every program is starting to do that. I guess, I guess you're probably able to give guys a little bit more money in terms of what they're
1: t- relative to what their title is. So maybe that's why they, they do that. So see, I, I know he's already been announced and has been for a little while now, but since we're talking about the coaching staff, I want to bring up Kane Womack. I, I heard we was talking at work today, a man, a couple of guys in, uh, and I kind of agree with what was said at work, and I want to get your your take on it. But you know, a lot of I hear a lot of fans talking about Alabama's not gonna be able to stop the run with a four-two-five defense that they're playing on running. But the way we see it, Alabama kind of ran that last year because we had four down linemen, even though they were outside rushers, we still have four-down linemen for the most part with with the two guys you know uh in the middle uh, at linebacker. So honestly, we've been kind of running that style for a while now. So I think it's just I think it's going to go go well. I just want to get your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the truth is album was in nickel right 90% of the time last year and maybe even more than that. And that's just going to be their base now. I mean, so th- there's not going to be a real difference in terms of personnel on the field. You're mm-hmm. still going to have Jaheim Otis, uh, Tim Smith, mm-hmm. Tim Keenan. You're going to have those guys rotating in and out the defensive line. You're going to have your two edge rushers. You know, who knows who those guys are going to be. Condarius Robinson, Keanu Coat, mm-hmm. maybe Keon Keeley, uh, names like that, and maybe Noah Carter, the freshman. So you're, you're still going to have your talented edge rushers and your big physical interior defensive linemen. The, the, honestly, the biggest difference, Jake, is the fact that the the back end, the positions are called different. Right. There's no more star. Now there's going to be a Husky. Um, so it, it's just just terminology is going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. But as far as personnel goes, uh, it's not going to be much
1: different. Right. I agree with that. And uh, uh, Ben said some fans want instant results. Let's l- let the guys build a program their way. I agree with that. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and And that, that's the thing. Instant gratification is something that, not even just in football; just as a society, we struggle with. So, it's. Uh, but I, I'm confident that Coach DeBoer; I mean, he's a proven winner. So right. until he proves something different, that's what I'm going to believe he is. Because, I mean, he he's won everywhere he's been. He seems to have the right temperament as far as being patient, hiring the right guys to kind of fit what he wants to do. He's not trying to duplicate what Saban did. Because if he wanted to, if he if if he wanted to duplicate what Saban did, he would have hired a bunch of guys. With nothing but SEC ties, he would have tried to, you know, it, it it would have went the wrong direction quick. Right. But what Coach DeBoer has done is he says, you know what, I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to build on what Coach Saban has done, but do it in the way, in, in the direction that I see best for what I want to do on the field in between the lines. So you just got to give DeBoer time, let him do what he wants to do, and 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 kind of coach the team and hire the guys that he wants to to be a part of his program because he's proven time and time again that he can create a positive place uh to to be successful in college football. So I, I think fans need to be patient and they need to trust in the new process. I mean, that's just that's the, the best way to put it. This is the new process. Just because it's different doesn't mean it does isn't gonna
1: work. Right. And one more thing about Alabama you know, people are talking about they're not going to be able to start the run. Uh, last year when, when uh, South Alabama destroyed Oklahoma State, you know, uh, Ollie Gordon the third, he he was their best. Friend. He had over 1,700 yards rushing. I think he only had 34 yards in that game. Of course, I think it was only at four carries. He might have got hurt. I'm not exactly sure what happened. But still, you know, it seemed like they had a beat on him during that game. So uh, I, I'm not too worried about that aspect.
0: Well, the the what Album's going to like most about the defense, and Stephen kind of alludes to it here, is the downhill rush. They yeah. are all about this. It's called the four-two-five swarm. Mm-hmm. They they want to be aggressive. They're not. They're not going to sit. They're not. I, I'm just going to tell you right now. I would be shocked if there was a lot of three-man rushes like we've saw over the last few seasons. I would be shocked.
1: Yeah, I and, agree.
0: I don't think we're going to see our best pass rushers dropping into coverage very often. Uh, so, uh, just uh, I'm, I'm excited about what this defense could look like. And, and speaking of that defense, we'll talk about the uh, Keon Sab, Jake. Man. The guy from Michigan. Really good player, Jake. I mean, top 100 prospect coming out of high school. Uh, played his senior year at IMG Academy. So, you, you know he was coached really good his senior season. Play with a lot of highly talented kids. Was a high school teammate of Jihad Campbell. They're the same same class. So, uh, golly, imagine that defense in high school. Jihad Campbell and and uh, Keon Sab.
1: Golly, yeah, uh,
0: and and people keep talking. I see your comment there, Stephen. But he was third string safety. Yeah, uh, I, I guess. But all I know is that dude made six tackles in the national championship game. Yeah, I mean that. Mean, that tells me that he had a significant role in that defense. If it, in the national championship game, you 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 play enough to to put together six tackles uh, as a young player, I, I think that shows that uh, that that the Michigan staff liked him. And I'm going to trust that Michigan staff. I mean, they just won a national championship, and they got more guys going to the NFL Combine than any teams ever had before with twenty. It's wow. either nineteen or twenty. Unbelievable. Jeez,
1: that's incredible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's. I mean, that's uh, not even Alabama's ever had that many. Right. At one in one year, so uh, that that just that just goes to show you how good that Michigan football team was, and the fact that as a second year player, Keon Sab, on the best defense in the country, was able to make the amount of plays that he was able to make. I mean, I think he had a pick six against Minnesota this last year. you you look at his PFF rating, Jake. I think he rated in in the mid 80s as a pass and in, in pass coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think as far as where he's or he, what his role will be, right now, if I had to guess, he's going to be one of the starting safeties alongside Devontae Smith, and Alabama will have Malachi Moore playing that Husky position, who's you know more versatile, playing in the box, playing against the run, uh, you know, playing that slot corner. So I I, I like. What this secondary could potentially look like, Jake. It's starting to take shape.
1: Yeah, I agree, Stacey. And and he's not the only big, uh you know, secondary acquisition we got over the off season. You know, we got Damani Jackson to fill one of those cornerback spots. So yeah, and uh, we talked about it before uh, over and over again about the twenty twenty four class coming in and the secondary. So you know, there's not a besides Malachi and a few other guys, there's not a lot of experience there, but there's a lot of a lot of potential talent and a lot of potential big-name stars that will come up uh, within a few years. But getting, getting Sav and Damani will kind of help ease that transi- transition to when, when some of those guys start playing uh, here in a few years.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And another portal addition that, that was kind of made in the, <laughs> the twilight hours yeah. was, uh, was Washington transfer tied in. I- I'm not sure how you say his last name. I think it's Cuevas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Josh Cuevas, Jake. Uh, a guy who, man, I, I'm telling you, I, the he had like four catches last year, but averaged like 50 yards a catch. Wow. <laughs> he is a true <laughs> pass-catching tight end. And I think this is a good indicator, wh- wh- which Brock brings up the point, that Caleb Odom may be going to wide receiver.
1: That's wild. Because
0: now – if he does, that's seven tight ends on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that bringing Josh on board is is going to be big, or, or is a good indication that Caleb Odom could be
1: playing wide receiver for Alabama. And man, you talk about you know huge. If that is the case, when I mean, Caleb Odom is a big, lanky, six-five guy, so he he can probably go up and get a lot of jump balls and. And I'm not sure what his what his 40 time is, but I saw some highlights. He's got some speed. It looks he, like. he's
0: he's a legit four or five in my opinion.
1: Because so, I mean he he fits. And he's going you know he he could go right down the seam and and bust one. So uh, you know if he does move uh, to wide receiver, Quavis could potentially be that tight end guy we go to next year. So that's that's a good pickup uh, for for Kevin DeBoer and, and the coaching staff.
0: And you got to remember, CJ Dupree is still there. Robbie is still there. Danny Lewis is still there. Ty Lockwood is there. So there's plenty of options, but none of those guys, in my opinion, are true pass catching threats in the way that Cuevas is. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying this upcoming season that Cuevas is going to have a large role in this offense. But I do think in the future down the line, he could be a really good player for this Alabama team. So I, I think it's a good addition, maybe not for 2024. I mean, he could be. But I think down the road, it could, it could re- be a really good addition to this offense.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and one other thing about about Odom uh, potentially moving to wide receiver, if he sees some time this year, you know, you potentially have Ryan Williams on the outside. So, you know, a lot of eyes are going to be on him and you potentially could get Odom, And like I said, Right up a seam and be wide open. So there's a lot of lot of opportunity for this offense to to be elite this year. Uh, and uh, I don't think you know we get we get that quarterback situation uh, you know figured out. This team offensively is going to be elite, Stacey. I have no doubt about it.
0: Well, Coach DeBoer's offense. It, it's all about being multiple. It's all about right. being able to to make the defense miserable. And not only in their preparation, Jake, but then when you get on the field in between the lines, uh, not just your scripted plays, but when you adjust and, and and you find you know mismatches that you like in the game. So I just really – I'm with you, Jake. I think this offense, with what they have coming back at the skill position spots, even I don't even care who the quarterback is, Jake, because I'm confident right. that Alabama has four quarterbacks that could play. I'm confident right. in that. Mm-hmm. The offensive line, more specifically tackle, has to be addressed. Mm -hmm. If Alabama can just be good, average, at offensive tackle, this offense could be really special in 2024, regardless of who the quarterback is, because of the amount of weapons this offense has, whether it's at receiver, at running back, at tight end. There's so many versatile athletes, Jake, that it's going to be scary. And I don't think people – are respecting enough that all they've talked about is Ryan Grubb being gone. Right. People need to understand this is not Ryan Grubb's offense. This is Kalen DeBoer's offense. Mm -hmm. He he was going to have his hands in the play calling. He was going to have his hands in the game planning, regardless of who was calling plays on Saturday or who who holds the title of offensive coordinator. This is DeBoer's offense. He is going to be heavily involved. With with how the games are game planned for, and then you know called uh, in, in the game itself.
1: Yeah, I agree, Stacy. Um, you know, a lot of people w- was upset about Ryan Grove leaving, but but like like you said, it's it's Kevin DeBoer's offense. He's going to be in the thick of things uh, with game planning and, and 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 creating the the matchups uh, needed to uh, to move this offense forward. And uh, like you said. I'm I'm with you. I feel like we have four capable quarterbacks, and like you said, we get that offensive line figured out with all the weapons we have. Man, you can play quarterback at Alabama and still be successful. <laughs> well, let, let, let's not know. go that far. <laughs> but that that's how confident I am on, with with the talent we have on this offensive side. And I really feel like the running backs are going to going to show out this year as well. in, in this in this offense.
0: Yeah, and uh, Brock asked about the offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he is a guy who. I thought did a really good job at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he hasn't really. If you look at who he's kind of recruited, he's not what I would call an elite recruiter. But I think if you're a good recruiter for anybody else, once you get that logo, that album, a logo on your on your polo, when you walk into some kid's living room, that changes things. So I like uh, Kapilovic. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Um. I think he's a good coach. I think he did a good job at Michigan State. Uh, he he's had has ties to the South, coaching at, at Southern Miss and Alabama State. Uh, he played offensive line uh, in college at Missouri State. Uh, he's coached at Colorado, so he's coached at multiple places, Jake. And, and he's kind of built a reputation of kind of being that kind of a a throwback offensive line coach, where he's kind of rough around the edges. Just your typical offensive line coach or what you picture as a, what an offensive line coach would be. So I think he's a good hire uh, with the potential of being
1: a really, really good hire. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. I saw a lot of people comment about they didn't think it was a good move because of what happened last year at Michigan State. But Michigan State's offensive line was decimated with Andrews last year. Yes, so, yes. I mean, yeah. last year was
0: not a fair No. Uh, Plus, that whole program was in shambles. Anyway. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, that, that, I'm sure the, those guys melted in uh, early on.
1: Yeah. So you know, I, I feel like uh, he, like you said, like, he's gonna be, he's gonna be good. I'm having trouble my tag here. My bad. But uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's gonna be be good. Uh, I think once he gets settled, he he's gonna make a name for himself as well. Well, the
0: good news for for, for him is that he's got a good nucleus on the center that in the middle of that offensive line with. With uh, Brailsford coming over from Washington as the center, and you got two guards, Tyler Booker and Jade Roberts, who are as good not. as any guards in the country. So you have a good nucleus there. But Alabama has to find some tackles. They may be on the roster right now, Jake, but there's really only about four. I right. mean, you talking about Will Formby, Miles McVeigh, uh, the, the kid who transferred from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that's basically it, right? So. You're you're very thin at offensive tackle right now, and I'm I'm assuming that is going to be a massive target in the spring transfer portal window, which will be at the end of April, I, I believe.
1: Yeah, I agree, Stacy. We we got to uh, shore up the the tackle positions, but um, overall, like you said, that nucleus inside it's it's probably one of the best in college football. Uh, just my my honest opinion about it.
0: Yeah, I, I like what we have there. You you got to be excited because I think I think they're they're good leaders too. I don't know about Brailsford, right. but obviously Tyler Booker's you know maybe the the, the best leader on the team, and Jaden Roberts is just one of those guys that when people start talking about him, you can tell he's about the right stuff. They say he's he's relentless in the weight room. He's got great worth ethics. So uh, excited about what they have there on the interior. Just sure up those tackle spots and and Alabama should. Should be firing on all cylinders on, on offense in twenty
1: twenty four. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I'm excited. You know, the season can't get here quick enough. We got to go through a whole deck on summer, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is they will.
0: Excuse me. Start spring practice in. I don't know. Two weeks. Yeah, I think you're right. I want to say they start March fourth. I think okay. is 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 the. Tentative start date for spring practice. They're already in the fourth quarter program. I'm sure people have seen some of that stuff on Twitter. So, um excited about that because, you know, th- this this is where championship teams are made. Th- this, th- this time of year is where, where teams put in that extra work. The guys put in that extra work to, to get better. Jake, it's easy for guys to want to practice when the season's right around the corner. But when you're several months out from, from the end of August and, and, and into September, it's a lot harder to get motivated to put the work in that it takes to be successful. So uh, th- this this time of year is, is key for, for, for all teams across the country. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on Tuscaloosa, you know, during spring football. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what this team looks
1: like uh, when A-Day rolls around in April. Yeah, I'm excited about eight a. Uh, we won't see a lot, but we'll see how how the offense is going to going to flow, and we're going to see that new look defense as well. So, uh, uh, Ben said, "I'm ready for to keep this new era off." I- I'm with you, Ben. It's, uh, you know, I-, I think I'm I'm over the the emotion of, of losing Saban. Uh, it was, you know, off top of the bill. It's good to see him at the basketball game the other night. So he's still around supporting the program, supporting the other programs, which is great. And that's, that's what, we, that's what it's all about Alabama. It's like family, you know, you love to see the other, the players go and support the other, other uh uh sports and everything. So it, it's, it's just one big family down there. And Saban said he's still going to be a part of it. So I, I love that mindset.
0: Yeah, that's great. It's uh I miss Saban obviously but it's it's kind of a it's refreshing to mm-hmm. to to have something else to look forward to because yep. you knew what you were getting with Saban. I mean there was no there was no wondering. There was no guessing. You knew what you were getting with with coach Saban. And now it's it's something new and just because it's new and different like I said doesn't mean it's not going to work. So I, to say I'm excited about the Kalen DeBoer era of album football is a massive understatement.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I'm excited to get it going. And Piano Man said, I wish all of us could be at A-Day. Yeah, that that man, would be that, awesome. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'll go or not.
0: I, I haven't decided yet.
1: Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't really either. Uh, you know, one of these days, maybe, you know, in the future, probably like 30 years from now, if we're still doing this, maybe we could – uh have like a like a little tent set up uh be the tie talk live tent you can come come visit us and all that
0: <laughs> i hope not in 30 years Jake. in 30 years i want to kind of be retired from everything well that's true <laughs> you
1: know i mean we'll go shoot, five years it. let's let's, let's yeah. close that window a little bit about five years but you know it, it could happen but uh you know it's uh it'd be great to to meet everybody uh eventually one time and you know while we're doing this and Thank you personally for our for our support, you know, in, in person. Trina says, "What well, we need to be in T Town for
0: a day. We will do our best."
1: I, I, I'm, I'm going to She's going to be there.
0: I, I'm going to wait on the weather. I would hate to get down there and it would be nasty weather.
1: Oh gosh!
0: Even though I'm not even that far, I mean we're we're less than two hours. So
1: yeah, we can get there pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> so why well, don't we turn it down? I won't you give us her, her give us her name. We'll we'll give her a roll tide. Yeah. I, is she like a Missouri fan or something? I, I think, think so. Yeah. Because that's going to be a fun household this year if that's the case. Oh, yeah. they. <laughs>
0: Trina says I'm 3,000 miles away and want to be there. Yeah. Well, if you start now, you might can make it if you start driving. <laughs> you yeah. might can make it by April.
1: Jeez. Lauren. Lauren. Lauren, roll tide. Roll tide, Lauren.
0: <laughs> Looking forward to the matchup later this year
1: uh so he said no so she's not a missouri fan uh, okay. so what, what what fan is she you know steven i would love to know why do we both think that i don't know for some reason i, I guess because they live in missouri uh, i guess i just yeah but uh have her every other year me and a day i wish you know if i could Maybe, every Max, year, that's you know, that's
0: a please. good idea a, yeah it, it
1: could be. She we're, we're all
0: about we're all about new ideas
1: Oh yeah absolutely any new ideas you want us to do on the show, you know, give it, give it to us. We'd love to talk about it as well. Ben Ross, I'd make an eight hour trip
0: to T town from South Georgia. That'd be great. It That'd would be, be great. All right. Let's, uh Let's, let's get back on topic real quick, Jake. Uh, they did officially make the official announcement today that, yeah. that Nick Sheridan is, is the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach and Jamarcus Shepard. His titles is, about as long as it is from here to Tuscaloosa. He's the assistant head coach, co-offensive coordinator, and the wide receivers coach. Um, so excited about, especially, especially Jamarcus Shepard, Jake. I love Jamarcus Shepard. I mm-hmm. think, I think he is one of the best coaches in the country. Yep. I, I think he's a great motivator. I think he's a great recruiter. I think he's a great on-the-field coach. So uh, excited about the offensive staff that Alabama has right now. And I think they have a chance to, to like we've been talking about, have a special season.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about about uh, the offensive coordinator, Nick Sheridan, and and uh, Jamarcus Russell, man. Uh, I feel like Russell's going to uh, – Shepard, I mean, I feel like he's going to get uh, the most out, out of our wide receivers this year. And I feel like our wide receivers – they're going to be a step or two uh, level above what they have been the last several years. I agree. Uh, you know, so I'm a, I'm excited about about getting him on board.
0: Yeah, the I, I think I don't want to say the receivers have left a lot to be desired since Devontae Smith left, but I, I was. I thought there would be some drop off, Jake. But I, I thought we could have been better at receiver the past couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. And and I know we had that year of Jamo and John Mechie, but after those two guys, Jake, it was it was not good. Right. It was not good, and we saw that in that national championship game. There was nobody behind those two guys that could be a consistent playmaker. No. And and it, and it cost us a national championship, Jake. And yep. You know, and look, stuff happens, but I I think it was time for a new start, especially with that position group because there's way too much talent in that receiver room not to have more big plays from that group. So I'm really excited about what Jamarcus Shepard could help this wide receiver room accomplish
1: uh, in the future. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. I felt like we could see at least one star emerge you know, yeah. out of that group, but we never did. Uh, it was a lot of, uh, I would say, spinning their wheels. You know, we would have flashes like Ja'Cory Brooks, you know, had flashes here and there. Uh, Isaiah Vaughn had flashes. Uh, even uh, Burton. Burton, I would say, probably become the most consistent guy this this past season. But even his first year there uh, at Alabama, he had a lot of drops, which is uncharacteristic uh, at Alabama. You I know, have a lot of drops like that in big-time situations. Uh They kind of fits that this this past year, but I don't see that being much of an issue here uh moving forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think the receivers are going to be, you know, one of the strengths of the team in, in, in this this season. So really excited about that group. And 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 the truth is, I know he's a freshman, but Ryan Williams is the. Oh I mean, gosh. he headlines that that group because I really believe he's that special. I really do.
1: Yeah. I agree, man. I'm I'm excited to see what he can do on the field. I, I'm excited to get him on the field, and uh, you know, probably alleviate a lot of attention. But he he's a guy that that can be quick enough, and I feel like he can he can uh, he's got a lot of good moves as well and, and route running. He he can make a uh, uh, you know make a couple of plays. So um, I, I'm excited to get him going. Yeah,
0: I'm going to get to this question real quick from Steven, and, and then we're going to start to wrap wrap this up. Uh, he says, did we upgrade in the secondary from losing downs? Look, we're, mm. we're not going to upgrade the secondary from 2023 because we had two first-round corners and a safety in Caleb Downs that in not this next draft or the next, but in the next one, whatever it is, whatever, 2026 draft? Six. Yeah. No, 2020. Yeah, 2026 draft will likely be a first round pick, probably going to be an All American this season in college football. You're not going to upgrade from that because it's just too much attrition, too much high level talent attrition. Now, I'll say this I think Alabama has elite talent in the secondary on campus, but there's just not a ton of experience. So I don't think we upgraded. I think considering what was lost and especially with this recent addition of Keon Saab that the secondary will be better than what I think most people will anticipate.
1: Yeah, I agree, Stacey. I, um, you know, losing downs hurts because I mean, he, he was all fresh, you know, all freshman, all American. I mean, he was, he was set up to potentially be a future star and already is honestly, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to, replace that kind of um you know talent uh but getting some of these guys in the portal so far in the secondary really alleviate that and and maybe it's not going to be up to that that star power but there's a lot of good players a lot of great players still there that can make a name for themselves this upcoming year um and with with it being a new era and uh with the defense i think a lot of guys gonna have a good opportunity i feel like a lot of these young guys may may see some playing time uh just to get get the ball rolling uh in Barkway, you might see him some uh you know so he's another guy that's really 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 quick uh so i'm excited to see what he can do in the future as well but uh i'm excited what the secondary can do this year
0: yeah no, no doubt there's just there's just too much unknown with that group right now mm-hmm. because there's there's so little experience. But I do like the talent that's
1: back there for sure. I agree.
0: All right, guys. Hey, that is that's going to wrap up our show today. But I do I, we got a quick programming note. We're we're going to be starting to kind of look at each position group before spring practice really gets picking up. Uh, so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to go through every position group on the team kind of talk about you know who's gone from last year who's who's back and and who's new and kind of also what we're kind of projecting that specific group to kind of look like uh here in 2024 so we'll be doing that over the next couple weeks so be looking forward to that we'll probably release an episode they won't be live shows but we'll probably we'll release those as premieres on youtube and and on, on podcast form as well uh, probably here and start in the next couple of days or so. So be looking out for that as well. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching the show. Been a lot of fun. Always enjoy doing these live shows to be able to interact with you there in the live chat. So appreciate that. If you're catching the the, the this on Rewatch, please jump in the comment section and let us know your thoughts on the show. Let us know your thoughts on on the, the entire coaching staff that Coach DeBoer's put together. Uh, some of the new... Transfer Portal Editions as well. Would love to get your thoughts on those guys. Make sure you do smash that that thumbs up button as well. And if you listen to us on podcast form, uh, please leave us that five-star written review there on Apple Podcasts. Uh, really excited about uh, what we're doing here on the Believe Network and looking forward to the op- all the opportunities that we're going to have uh in in the coming year. So cannot wait. going got a lot to look forward to over the next couple of weeks with all these position previews. So make sure you are subscribed to the channel so you and hit that bell notification so you don't miss any of our new content here on the channel. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh thank you Steven. Thank you, Trina. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Piano Man. Uh roll tide everybody. We'll see you soon. Uh cannot wait to be back again. But until then, roll Tide.
1: Roll tide.